Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Be Able to Fall Apart, Process and Be a Bad Bitch. Um, so yeah, it's actually, uh, what day is it? It's, oh god, who else is like, you know, around the Christmas period, like, you just associate the days with, oh, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve Day, New Year's, you know, like, who actually knows what the days are? So it's actually the 30th of December today, um, I think it's Friday, I think, I'm honestly, (laughs) I'm all over. Uh, especially because I'm having a bit of time off from working, which is really nice. Um, yeah, so this week has been Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, in the words of, I think that's Slade. Um, I'll probably be murdered for not knowing which one that is. But, you know, Merry Christmas. I hope you've all had, like, the most wonderful time celebrating with family, friends, whoever you like to spend your time with hope you've had like a magical Christmas, Santa came, well it's not all about Santa, it's mainly about the food isn't it, let's be real, I have so much chocolate, I have that much chocolate that I'm actually giving it away, Um, like, but it's great because my housemates absolutely love chocolate so they've been delighted, Um, so yeah, so Christmas has been so, let me know how you spent your Christmases, so I actually spent mine working believe it or not, um, so Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, I was working at the doggy daycare that I work at. Um, and oh, it was, you know what? It was actually a lovely, lovely, lovely time. Like we had quite a few dogs to look after. I think there was about 20 that were like boarding. So that meant that they were like sleeping over. Um, they'd all brought their beds. They all bring their little backpacks and they all have their food. It's very, very cute. Um, and yeah, and... I just sort of sleep there with them, take them out to the toilet, take them for a walk, um, and then just watch them for the rest of the day, give them lots of cuddles. Um, So that was great. And uh, the family that run the company, they put on Christmas dinner, which was banging. Um, It was so good. Um, So then Boxing Day, I travelled back home to my parents um, up north. Um, and then we celebrated Christmas then, so we, like, Christmas Day didn't really feel like Christmas Day, but, like, that day that we then celebrated it did, um, so it was really good, actually, um, and now I'm back in London, uh, today I have been and had some new headshots done, because acting career, and, you know, gotta do what you gotta do, and actually, uh, the photographer I went with was absolutely lovely um and I was written I got to see some of the shots as we went along and I was really happy with them so that's always good isn't it um and then for new year new year's coming up guys what are you gonna be doing what are you gonna do you so usually I spend new year with one of my best mates and we've done it for years and years and years and she basically is my girlfriend for new year um but I think this year we're actually spending it separately which is gonna be really sad um but we do live together now, so, you know, we are sort of a married couple. Um, and, yeah, um, we'll spend many, 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 many more evenings together, which I love. Um, so, yeah, for New Year, I've actually um, asked my parents to come down with the dog, of course. Um, and then we're going to go to the dog place to have an IQ, that little pee thing. So, 
going to go there, celebrate New Year, you know, start as you mean to go on, all of that. Um, so this is quite a long little intro, actually. Um, but yes, let's get started, shall we? Um, and we will go with sign of the week, sign of the week, sign of the week. I don't have a jingle for this, just going to randomly sing at you. Um, so here we go. Sign of the week. So on today, December the 30th, as a Virgo, it says, Other people may tend to snap under the emotional pressure of the day. Virgo, but you're well suited to soar through flying colours. There we go. You're ruled by your emotions and you have no problem navigating rough waters. Other people may look at you for strength and support. Trust yourself and try not to get lured off course by conflicting opinions that don't seem to sit right with you. I mean, that's quite a deep one, isn't it? Um, I mean, today, I I haven't really had anyone that's made me want to snap. I'm not going to lie. Today's been pretty chill. Like, it's been what it's been. Um, Like I said, got my headshots done. Went for a little shop, got my new on-air sign, so it's currently on at the minute, because we're on air. Um, yeah, I've had a pretty good day, actually. Um, been really chill. Nice one. Um, getting my headshots done and all that, yeah. Um, although, oh, yesterday was quite... I'd say this was more for yesterday, actually. Um, so yesterday I was still back up north, um, and I was with my gran and my mum in the car... And um, I was like, oh, I just need to get some fuel. So we were going to the uh, local fuel station. Not going to say where, because other fuel is available. Um, and, well, this one was cheap. I always like to go where the cheap is. And you get, I'm going to give you a clue. You get club card um, points. So I always go for that. Um, so, yeah, so I was driving into the petrol station. And there was... Um, like an old man with a walking stick that had like fell in the bush. So I immediately turned into the petrol station, like put my handbrake on, turned the car off, ran out to like try and help because there was this woman that was like trying to pick him up, but she clearly couldn't do it. So then I was there like, you know, trying to help lift him up. We managed to get him up. And then like loads of the people stopped because when you're from a small town, everyone does sort of just cling together and help each other. Um, probs not like London. I don't know if someone fell in London. If they'd really help, probably just walk by. Lol. Um, depends where in London, though. To be fair, uh, but yeah. Um, and then we, w- this guy, this like big guy, was like, "Don't worry, duck. I'll get the traffic to stop." Because he was trying to cross back to where his car was, and no one had stopped, and that's why he fell. Um, so then we got him across, got him back in his car. He seemed all right. Um, and this whole time that like traffic had to stop for this whole event and um, there was one car in particular that I'd noticed was waiting and then I was trying to cross back to get back to the petrol station to my car and in my London fashion I was like oh I've got time to walk across and stand in the middle so I did and then just some prick just like pips at me so yeah that was probably more people snapping under pressure I'm just like why are people so angry sometimes when you're driving like I didn't you didn't hit me I didn't stop your car was there really any need to pip like 
honestly some people's like patience is what boils me um and I was like you've just seen that I've just done such a good deed I'm such like a nice person why are you doing that um but yeah and then it was really nice because then when I went into the petrol station the women were like oh yes thank you and I'm like well I wasn't gonna you can't just you know you've seen someone fall over you're not just gonna leave them are you like that's just my tendency to want to help so I did um yeah and it sort of reminded me of like my granddad um because my granddad um we lost him last year um and um to the dreaded covid actually and he used to be such a like big um strong man because he was like a minor um but then when he got dementia he slowly deteriorated and so there was a lot of times where he would fall over and I would have to come and pick him up because my granite is tiny like tiny she's so small bless her um and she won't be able to pick him up so you know I would have to come and help so for me that was just the right thing in that situation so yeah that was my day yesterday uh and that's where people did sort of test my patience apart from yeah being pipped at that was sort of it whereas today no I'd say flying through the day unless anyone's got anything else to bring me now to piss me off we'll see won't we we'll see hello and welcome back um so we're going to talk about new year what are your plans are you going out partying are you staying in are you catching up on your sleep are you the kind of person that will wait till midnight or are you like, nah, it's just another day? Let me know. Let me know how you're spending your new year. I'm going to be spending my new year with my family, um, which I haven't spent it with them for a while now, actually. I usually spend it with my best friend. Um, I'm not going to say her name, nearly did then. Um, but yeah, I'm going to spend it with my family because for me this year, I've been... For Christmas, I wanted to um, work on my relationships with my family. So I wrote them letters, how I felt, um, about a lot of things from childhood and how to improve our relationships. Because I've been reading, um, it's quite a little side note, I've been reading a book by Reggie Nelson, Opening Doors, which is amazing, by the way, definitely recommend it really good um really opens your mind and it's very inspiring as well um and there's lots of things in the book um that talk about if you don't ask you don't get um or if you never open that door if they say no to you then you're back where you started you haven't lost anything you haven't gained anything but you still open that door. Um, I'll read you a little bit from it that really um, inspired me, actually. I feel that everything happens for a reason. All of the hardships of all the barriers, the setbacks, the no's, and the whirlwind of confusing emotions prepared to get me to where I am today. When I was in the thick of it, I didn't see it like that. All of the times when I felt low and made bad decisions have led to who I am today and I wouldn't change anything from my journey. So, yeah, I'm looking, I'm starting the new year on working on my 
family relationship because who has a good family relationship or you know we've all got our family issues um but I decided to try and improve those by you know communicating with my parents and my brother so communicating uh specifically with my dad really Uh, my dad is absolutely wonderful he is very inspirational he's a hard worker he's very independent um and he's a really wonderful dad he's always inspired me to do what I love and you know always supported me which I'm absolutely very grateful for however it's not been like the easiest ride with my dad because um he does struggle with mental health problems so it has been fairly difficult sometimes you know growing up um or times when he's been in the hospital that sort of thing and well yeah this time last year actually he was in the hospital whereas now he is you know back working and all of that so I basically wrote a letter about how I'd felt about all those things about him being in hospital about his mental health about our relationship and it opened a really wonderful message and a wonderful door that I was quite scared to open for some time actually but I felt that you know writing it down in a letter and giving it him was the best way for me to communicate what I wanted to communicate and yeah he read the letter and then gave me a big hug and then we just talked about you know being more open with each other and being able to say I love you and we say when I come back down to London because that was something that I didn't really have in my childhood and I've learned it through my friends but I didn't really have that in my childhood and actually I like saying that to my parents um I like them knowing that and I, because, you know, you never know when it could be your last day or the last time you see someone because God knows what can happen these days. So for me, saying love you to my parents is really important because I want them to know that. I want them to know I appreciate them and I want them to know that, yeah, I love them. So, yeah, basically me for New Year and for Christmas wanted to improve my family relationships so if you are listening to this and thinking oh god I still have these issues with any parents or a sibling or just anyone then you know write it down um, write it down get it out of your head and if you want to improve that relationship with someone then don't be afraid to do that like the book like I said, opening doors and it really taught me if you don't ask, you don't get. Um, And that's sort of the mentality that I'm going into this new year with. So as well as like improving my relationships with my parents, I'm now trying to work on my career as well. So obviously doing this podcast is something I really, really enjoy and I you know I like to share my story and I feel like this is a really good way for me to share my story and you know hopefully inspire other people who want to do a podcast or talk about mental health or talk about family relationships like I just did or even just hearing a funny dating story or a fun just something um that is my goal in this new year um it's also to 
build on a theatre company that I really want to work on because, again, relating back to this book, those doors are only opened if you create them. So, you know, I've mentioned in the first one, I am an actor. Um, I graduated recently and I've signed with an agency. Um, Yeah, but the auditions just aren't coming in. Um, so I'm sort of trying to make my own doors and open my own doors by creating a theatre company, um, and that way I can put on the work that I'm passionate about, I can give people jobs that, you know, are working really hard and are amazing actors and they deserve a job, uh, so yeah, so I'm really trying to open my own doors and you know work towards the goals that I want in this new year so yeah happy new year basically and that's where that is um so I'll keep you updated with how it goes and I'll let you know oh someone's just ringing me actually so I'm just gonna have to pause bad bitch bad bitch Hello there, welcome back. Um, I promise these effects on my podcast are going to get better. Um, Marketing and editing, performing, directing, all, everything basically, is done in-house by myself because I'm an independent bitch basically. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I enjoy learning how to do new things. So that was my dad that just rang me actually. Um, Does anybody else just, you know answer the phone and it's your dog um obviously my dad's holding the phone but he holds it up to the dog and I just talk to the dog for a good 10 minutes about his day ask him where his toy is he goes and gets it it's lovely it's very nice does anyone else do that with their with their uh, parents and their dogs yeah it's just I think it's when you just love your dog a lot but yeah he is my baby so yeah let's get on with the podcast shall we um so the next part of my podcast I was wanting to talk to you guys about a funny story so we love the funny stories um and obviously last time I told the dingleberry one okay so this one I'm gonna tell you about my Mara sesh so in the summer I went to Marrakesh um to have a sesh uh feeling flesh um, not showing my flesh, I must say, because of the rules. Um, I can't think of any more rounds. I'm too dyslexic for this. Um, but yeah, we went to Marrakesh. Very nice with my best friend in the hotel. Couple of days in, was having a really good time. Playing a bit of, uh, got the blowout ball out. Playing a bit of catch, you know. And then the next minute whilst I'm in the pool at the hotel... Uh, someone jumps in and lands on my hand and I'm like oh that hurt a bit and my friend's looking at me like you okay and I was like yeah that yeah that just hurt a bit and you just you know shake it off sort of thing so shaking my hand and then I'm like oh no that and then slowly like the pain is like increasing and increasing and I'm like I'm just gonna I'm just going to get out a second. Um, And obviously I was in the water at the time. And then as I start getting out of the pool and look at my hand. Oh God, I still remember the feeling now. It's so horrible. 
Um, I looked down and all I could say was, my finger's coming off, my finger's coming off. My, my, my finger, that's all I could say, I couldn't say anything else. Um, so I looked down and my hand, my right hand, had split between my fourth finger and middle finger and it went down my palm and in between my fingers so it so they must have like jumped in and landed between those fingers and like the weight of their body must have just forced my fingers apart so it split oh my god I must say I've never been so terrified in my life oh my god so I'm just reliving it all now and the trauma but honestly it's quite a good story um and I've told this story so many times because when I had my when it happened I was injured for quite a while but yeah so back to the story I looked down and my I was going my fingers coming off my fingers coming off I'm there bawling my eyes out like because I was like I'm gonna lose a finger I was like that's it it's gone I'm I'm going to be an amputee and I'm going to lose my finger. Um, and bless the um, staff at the hotel, like all the entertainers came over and was like, you okay, you okay? And I was like, no. And then they got me like sat down um, where you like eat outside for like the restauranty bit. And I was like, oh. and they got the first aid kit. And I was like, a first aid kit's not going to do this. Have you seen it? Um, and I was like, we're going to have to go to the hospital. Bless. My mate was running round, um, going to pack my bag, ready for us to go off to the hospital. Um, and the entertainers were hugging me, telling me it's going to be okay. There's me just being like, I need to ring my mum. And they were like, don't ring your mum because she will literally panic. Um, and then we waited about, oh, and then I got took up to the managerial suite it was very fancy um got given water all sorts managed to calm down had like um a huge bandage on my hand and was like putting pressure on it oh god yeah i'm really just reliving this trauma it's quite bad actually um and then a private doctor came gave me anesthetic put the needle of anesthetic like into sorry I actually don't get very queasy but this oh my days yeah they put two anesthetics like into the open the open like complete wound you could see oh no I'm trying to tell you as best I can without wanting to throw up um yeah and then stitched my hand back together basically Although I must say, the it was not numb on my palm of my hand because I was, oh my god, the pain of when he was stitching my hand on the palm was just oh, awful. Um, but the way I got through it was I had earpods in and I was listening to my favourite podcast, um, really trying to, you know, grit through that pain. So it got stitched up six stitches later. A lot of tears later, some free food and drink later from the hotel, and also 1,200 dirham later, which actually transfers into 100 pounds. 
I was literally dreading it, thinking, I don't have this money to pay a thousand pounds for this. I was like, I'm deep in the overdraft right now, like, but it's okay, it was hundred pounds and I could, I could sway that. And I had travel insurance, so I managed to get it back. Um, and then for the rest of the day, I was out of it. God, um, I had to have it bandaged. Um, and I basically had to not get it wet. So the rest of the holiday pretty much spent every day me visiting the on-site nurse to redo my bandages. And then when I got back to the UK, had to go and get checked out properly because I needed my tetanus shot. They also didn't check like any of the tendons, ligaments, anything. So I had to go and get that checked out. And then it turned out I needed hand therapy. And I had this god awful splint made that I had to wear for too long, basically. Couldn't use my hand at all. Um, oh god, I've told you about getting back to the UK. I haven't told you about the other things that went off in my sesh. So that was my hand injury, um, which meant, yeah, I couldn't wash myself, couldn't put my hair up. So my friend, bless her, was like putting my hair up. We were singing, slipping through my fingers all the time. Obviously not, but, you know, you, you get the drift. She helped me get dressed. Oh, she's a saint. She's an absolute saint, that girl. But, yeah. Then, so, after this, we'd already previously booked, sounds silly, but a camel ride and dinner. And I was like, oh, God, I don't know if I can if I can do the camel ride now because I literally cannot use my right hand and that's my dominant hand as well um some might say my and I'm not gonna say it um and I can confirm my friend didn't help me in that department you know what I'm talking about um so yeah we had booked this camel ride and like desert dinner so I said to the guy I was like look I cannot hold on with this hand will I be okay because if not, that's fine. She can go and I'll just sit and wait, basically. And he was like, no, 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 no. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Camels are so slow. They don't move. And they're so steady and all this. And I was like, are you sure, though? And he was like, yeah, you won't even need both hands. And I was like, right, okay. Um, so then we got to the evening in the desert. And there was a group of camels. There was four of them and one guy. Um, seemed all good. I got on my camel okay. Managed to hold on okay. And then about halfway round, this guy with two camels is talking to our guy with the four camels. I don't know what they're saying. Um, I, th I think they were talking in Arabic, I think. Um, wasn't French. I was trying to learn French, but too dyslexic sometimes um and then those two camels were then at the front of our group so then we had six camels and one guy and that other guy just went so we carried on our journey everything was chill and we were literally it must have been two meters away from where we started the base where we were about to get off two meters and 20 feet away was this woman 
and her baby on a camel with the guy that had left the two camels with us. Um, hope you're all keeping track. Um, and some, like, kids, like, two boys that were on a bike come down the desert bit near this woman with her baby on the camel and go so fast by that camel that it spooks the camel and chucks the baby and the woman off of the camel which was just oh my gosh so scary to see and then because this baby is like fell on the floor the guy is attending the baby and absolutely just forgets about the camel and this is like 20 feet away from us that camel then comes over to our group and is so spooked that starts telling ours like I don't know, speaking in camel language, whatever they say in camel language, I don't know what they say, but yeah, they were like, no, like, I'm scared. And so our camels are then going mad. Mine in particular was just a camel that just, I don't know, he he felt like the troublemaker to me. Um, He just wanted me off. And I was so good at clinging on, like I clinged on for a good like five minutes. And then it settled and that camel had gone. And then it came back and started again and our camels were all going mad. My camel is literally trying to yeet me off. And I am like, oh God, like my mate's camel is not like, it's not really that going that bad. Just my camel is the worst one out of the group. Um, And I'm there like, I need to get off this. Otherwise I'm going to get really, really hurt. Um, So I sort of slide off as best as I can and then like go on the floor like put my hands over my head um to try and not get as I keep joking camel toed <laughs> um in all seriousness no I was very scared that if a camel stood on my head I'd probably be dead so um hey a little rhyme there for you um so I was trying not to get camel toed killed at all of the above and so then once I managed to I then like ran off and oh this holiday was just the holiday of trauma the holiday from hell um in the words of come fly with me which is not very appropriate anymore um yeah so and then I had burned all of my leg my left leg right where like the knee joint was so I couldn't <laughs> And I just wanted to go back to the hotel. If To be honest, I just wanted to go back to England. I wanted to go home and just someone cuddle me and told me it's going to be okay. Because I was just like, this holiday is just having my pants down. And not in the way that I wanted them down. Um, and then, bless my friend, she was like, yeah, we need to go home. We need to go back to the hotel. So we... Because we didn't stay for the dinner then, so... We were like, we want a full refund um, because ratio wise. And now I'm working with animals. There was just not enough people maintaining the ratio of those camels. So I know it's like, you know, a different country and it's not the same as England and all of that. And yeah, I did have a poorly hand, but it wasn't even like my hand that was the issue. It was the the fact that this camel was going crazy and there was not enough staff there to calm them and I 
was clinging on. I literally clinged on for so long as well. But, you know, I just had to get off in the end. So, yeah, that happened. And we went back to the hotel. The hotel was like, oh, no, what's she done now? So I was very well known in that hotel. They knew exactly where we were, who we were, and all of it, all of the above. Bless, the nurse checked me over as well as changing my bandages. And they sent up some free food, bless them. Must admit they were great. And then, yeah, the next day we went out to the market. Because uh, I was like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a person that like, I don't want to stay in bed. Like, I've, I want to go and explore. So um, I've just bandaged, my hand was bandaged. You know, just got some stronger drugs and we're all good. Um, as in stronger painkillers, not, you know, the other stuff. I don't do the hard stuff, unfortunately. So then we went to the market and basically I'd already Googled um, if you could drink the tap water in Marrakesh. Because I know in a lot of countries you can't. I had been drinking the tap water from the hotel all week and it was fine. Then... Because this was like pretty much our last day, I'd sort of spent all of my cash um, and I didn't really want to transfer any more money onto my travel card and we'd just been to this really nice cafe for a drink and I was just like, I just, I had enough change to pay for the coffee but I didn't have any for like any water or anything. I was like, it's so hot, I need to drink some water. It was like 40 degrees. So I was like, oh, fuck it, just get them to refill it. They refilled my tap, my water bottle with some tap water. And let's just say everything comes in threes and here it is. It came in threes. The next day, whoo, my tummy was, you know, it was blottoed. It was gone. And yeah, like I say, everything comes in threes. And then my friend, bless her, went and got me some Arabic Imodium to help me out. Um, and that was the day that Rip, my ear pod, fell in the toilet. Rip, they were such good ear pods as well. Just one ear pod, not both, just one. So, yeah, and, and it was the fact because I'd been so, like, feeling so poorly. I'd got out of bed, gone to the toilet, and then... I'd slept with my earpods in and then I stood up and I just heard like a, and a like a clatter and I was like oh no oh no that was my earpod so yeah that was my marisash uh quite quite the uh holiday must admit um but it, do you know what I look back at it now and I'm like what a great story what a great like fun little story that I can tell people my hand is back to back to normal now I can do like usual things again um the stitches have healed there's a little bit of a scar um I don't have to wear my splint anymore thank god uh but yeah that was my Mara Sesh Mara Sesh Mara Sesh bad bitch bad bitch hey guys so like I did on my first episode every episode I'm going to talk about you know what my title is so the po- the process of falling apart processing and then being a bad bitch so falling apart for me like I said in my first episode 
I learned about the falling apart from the bold type because actually it makes you a stronger person because we are human beings with all these feelings, all these emotions and there is certain news or certain things that happen that, you know, do upset us, do anger us, angry, make us angry, that's better, better English. Uh, there, are, there are things that, you know, affect us and it's it's really important to listen to those feelings and be able to live them. It, it, it's like when people say um, you don't grieve, like someone's died and someone hasn't grieved. You have to go through all those bad emotions to get the good emotions. So for me recently, I was dating someone They'd been in my life for quite a long time. Um, Well, after dating for a bit, we both agreed that we didn't really want the commitment of a relationship and to, you know, um, compromise. I really didn't want to compromise. I I just didn't really see anyone fitting in my life and, and that was, yeah, what it was. So then after we had the conversation that we're going to still be in each other's lives, but we would just not be committed which sounds like his dream but actually I didn't really know what I wanted at the time I just had to end it because I was graduating I was moving house I was trying to find work like everything was in my life was just up in the air and I just couldn't see anyone else in my life at that time so I ended it um after having a bit of a a phase of different dating types um a whole fa- a whole phase is what I like to call it uh we all need a whole phase because you figure out what you want after figuring out what I wanted I was like oh we had something really good we had a really good connection what have I done I shouldn't have ended it so um after going back and forth talking to friends one of my friends was like what's so bad about like just messaging him so I messaged him and he was like, yeah, I'm open to having you in my life and let's figure something out and let's, um, yeah, date again, basically. Um, and yeah, we, we clearly both weren't on the same page. Um, I said I wanted something more. He didn't really say much to that. Um, and then when it came down to what we spoke and he said that he was dating someone else that he was at stage one with and I just sort of said okay like I don't expect I didn't expect him to end it sort of thing but I knew what I wanted and that was to date him and him only and I was in a place where I was like if you can't date just me then then it's not for me as in um I I've got a lot of energy to put into you but I would like that reciprocated and that's okay if you can't reciprocate it because you're you've you know you're dating someone else but don't make me feel like you could and I felt like he would basically um he never really said no to me never really said oh this isn't working or I, he never said, 
no, we can't see each other. He sort of just kept saying like, yeah, let the the ideal would, would be that I see you both. And I was like, I don't, I don't want that. Like, I'm not in a place where I want to date someone who's dating other people. I, if I'm going to date you, that's because I want to put my energy into you and I want that reciprocated, like I said. Um, and then we had like a really good chat about it and I said exactly where I stand was really open with myself was really open with what I wanted like my laptop's just going really hard now that's what that noise is um oh yeah and I I basically put my cards on the table and was like this is what I want and he didn't really take them off the table he actually really comforted me which was really nice of him but in a way that you don't just comfort someone that's your friend um which was very confusing actually um and his reply was constantly, I'm still seeing, still want to see where this could go. It was never, I don't see anything with you. It, it, yeah, it was, uh, it's always been confusing and I don't understand why. Because we have such open conversations. Um, and I came away from that conversation thinking, okay, he's got a decision to make. Um, and I very much felt that there was a chance for us to, to you know, start dating again. Properly. Um, but then he sort of changed after that, like, didn't text me, um, and then I just texted him and was like, this is my cards fully on the table, um, where do you stand? And he just said, my stance is still the same, um, I hope you find what you're looking for. And I was like, wait, what? That's how you're ending this? What? So, you know, men still confuse me. But basically what I'm trying to say is that then made me crumble because I'd been so honest with myself. I'd put myself first by saying what I wanted, which is hard sometimes, but it's so important that you do because otherwise people can take advantage. I could have easily have said to him, yeah it's okay you see that other person when inside I'd be like I don't want you to see this other person so I'm really glad that I did it and I'm really glad that I put myself first um but it did make me you know fall apart like I put myself on the table I put my cards on the table and somebody didn't take those cards like that is hard um do I regret doing it absolutely not did it upset me yes it did but I've like learned through my emo my emotions I fell apart I I was able to cry my friends were great they gave me lots of cuddles and hugs and supported me my therapist was great um but now I'm processing and you know looking back at it all and you know thinking what can I do next to improve myself to improve my relationships and that's why I um, did what I did with my family this year at Christmas and wrote down how I was feeling because I was like I need to start with me and my my base my basic relationships and that's my family so I've really been processing and working on myself and with those groundings with your family and with yourself that's when you become a bad bitch because you you know yourself, you learn about yourself, you love yourself, you put yourself first, 
but in a positive way not in a selfish way you put it your wants and needs and yeah you become the bad bitch that you are um it's also brought me so many new things um like today I had my headshots done like I said earlier in the podcast it made me feel good about my headshots it made me feel grounded because I know myself a little bit more um and also just put myself first by doing this podcast yeah it just everything just works in a cycle you go from falling apart to processing it to being back on your shit and that's what you need to do you need to remember who you are and what you're out there for and love yourself no matter what it is or you're going through so yeah that is pretty much it for this week's um episode um I really hope you enjoy listening and I've got lots and lots of stories still I'm like trying to make sure I don't give out too much all at once because I like telling my stories and I have lots of stories to tell so please keep coming back follow me on Instagram Jana bad bitch of course um and yeah share share send your stories as well I want to hear your stories I want to hear like dating stories I want to hear funny stories like holiday stories everything that you've got send them into my Instagram Jana bad bitch all right guys signing off now happy new year I hope you have the best ending to 2022 and become a bad bitch in 2023 Bye. Bad bee.